Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unwiring Minds. This is Raquel Pasbergia, your host, and today we have Sterling Mosley with us. He is a personality, empathy, and narcissist research and expert, and he's also a professor at the University of Oklahoma, and he's here to talk to us about really the fact that everybody exhibits some sort of traits of narcissism and also the fact that sometimes it gets out of hand. And so when do we... When is it that these traits get out of hand and how can we identify them? So I'll let you get right to it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be here. Um, Yeah. So I think, you know, I know that a lot of people kind of know what narcissism is and, um, and, and my book, the, you know, the narcissist in you and everyone else I talk about um, how all of us have a little bit of narcissism within us just by virtue of having an ego um which which is you know another word for personality we all kind of have that inborn ability to just want to focus on ourselves and that's really what having an ego is right so so i you know the the whole premise of the book is sort of fleshing out these 27 different subtypes of narcissism um based on the enneagram system the enneagram personality system those of you that know what that is um but it it i really found that you know all of us can exhibit uh, traits, right? We can have times where we're just focusing on our needs or um, what we want. And and that's fairly normal. You know, even back in the day, Freud talked about what's called primary narcissism, which is the sort of basically saying like, you're a human being, you know, you have an identity and you have an agenda for yourself. Yes. But I think that the problem is, is when people, um, they're, they can't shift out of that sort of primary narcissism and they go into what we call secondary narcissism which is what what we're often talking about when we're talking about um say narcissistic personality disorder or somebody just exhibiting a level of narcissism that's a problem and uh, you know i think that anytime i know there's a lot of debate about whether narcissistic personality disorder should be in the the dsm anymore just because um it's more of a relational uh, disorder. It's something that comes up in relationship to others. And often narcissists don't have a problem um, with their behavior. It's often other people that have a problem yes, with it. Exactly. So, um, and I'm kind of in that camp that I, I believe that, you know, because so many people are uncomfortable talking about narcissism or saying someone else is a narcissist because they're like, well, I'm not a therapist or I'm not a psychologist, but like, I think we can all um, recognize when someone's narcissism has gotten um, when it starts to impair their relationship. So, uh, and one of the biggest things is sort of the lack of empathy, right? Um, right. That can come up in relationship to other people. And so I think, you know, to sort of uh, go back to your original, you know, kind of question that you posed is when does it become a problem? I think it's whenever someone starts infringing on other people's, um, you know, needs or they cannot preference someone else's needs or wants or desires over their own. Um, and, and the sort of over-focus on what they want and need becomes all-encompassing. So that would be my kind of quick assessment of when narcissism becomes a problem. But yeah, I mean, I think we all have a little bit, so. Yes, absolutely. And so I know that there's people like, of course, everybody has a little bit of that. Like you said, it's our ego, you know, our personality. The fact that sometimes we put ourselves before others. And in some, in some cases, it's important to do that, like, if we are in a fight or flight situation, sometimes we yes. need to put ourselves because we can't help anybody else either. And so there's so many different ways that we do exhibit those traits. Now, how is it that um, we can identify like 
when it gets out of hand because I'm thinking I know a case of someone that left their like they were like they called themselves like an ordinary person everything Mm -hmm. was going smoothly in their life and from one day to another they decided to just switch from a of like level one like like that first part Mm -hmm. to that second level and they went and just thought about themselves left everything behind and made sure that everything along the way was rough for everybody around them so Mm -hmm. I'm curious is there a way to identify these narcissistic traits when people are like still considered quote-unquote normal and then switch into a more prominent narcissistic person is that's a really good question yeah Yeah. um you know in in my research i found that most people with what what we you know call the kind of secondary or level two narcissism or whatever um it's something that was exhibited early on in their lives and and doesn't really go away though which is why it is classified as a personality disorder because it, right. it's this idea that it's pervasive and it doesn't shift um uh, and and so i think that the way to recognize if that was you would probably know to some extent you would probably have gotten feedback from others um throughout your life of like you only think about yourself and um, or you're only interested in attention or admiration or whatever. I most people that I interviewed that that were what I would consider narcissists had gotten that feedback really early on in their lives. Um, in the case of the person you're talking about, uh, th- there are sometimes life events that can shift people into being more selfish. Um, it depends on if that stays that you know that person kind of stays in that space or if they shift back into being able to because there are lots of things like you know I've known lots of people that have you know various you know life crises quarter life crisis life crisis whatever right and they you know kind of go on a personal journey and then and then they're focusing on themselves um and yes other people may think they're selfish but then they kind of shift back into their normal selves um, there is something called acquired narcissism, uh, which is basically when it, um, the best example we can give is like celebrities. Sometimes yeah. someone that isn't, you know, that was perfectly quote unquote normal and normal empathy or average level empathy. And then, you know, they start getting a lot of attention and admiration and then they start to develop narcissistic traits um, because the world does center around them all of a sudden. Right. So that can happen. Um it, it, it happens in certain situations where someone develops a lot of fame or wealth or notoriety in some way, and then their, their ego kind of grows. Uh, but for the most part, I would say most narcissists, those traits start to develop in I, late adolescence and kind of stay throughout the lifetime. So, yeah. <laughs> that was a perfect answer. That was very good. And um, out of also more curiosity, so you've you've re- you've interviewed people that have different levels of narcissism, and so what would be some identify some key? You've said that of course people are going to think you know they might be have more selfish behavior. They might just be think about themselves and not considering, not uh, like they're not as empathetic things like that. Right. But what would be some day to day actions that might indicate those sort of ideas? Right. Um. So, of course, uh, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords around narcissism that have become popular, like gaslighting, for example. Um, So if someone is frequently gaslighting other people, meaning they're um, sort of pushing their narrative of reality over someone else's and then trying to convince other people that what they're saying is is the truth. If that's a frequent occurrence, that's a good um, that's a good marker. 
um, again, the biggest thing uh, that I look for is a lack of empathy. Um, I very rarely have I encountered or did I interview, I interviewed a lot of people over 150 people. Um, uh, Very rarely did I encounter someone who I would consider a narcissist that had a high level of empathy. There is one exception to that, the dark empath, which I write about in my book, but um, but their empathy or sympathy, if they do exhibit it, is to further their own aims. They usually have an agenda. Right. So if you have that feeling that the person is trying to get something or they have their own agenda or manipulating, um, but they seem empathetic, that's a good indication. Um, the inability to focus on other people for any real meaningful amount of time. They may be able to listen to you talk about stuff in your life for you know a few minutes but then they need to shift back to themselves or they lose interest or they move on so just those kinds of relational things like I think people intuitively uh whether they call it narcissism or not know when they're around someone who is exhibiting those traits either you you feel overlooked um or sometimes they're really charismatic and interesting right and that's what draws people to them but um it's that ability to lots of narcissistic people don't have the ability to go particularly deep with things. There's a lot of yeah. superficial uh, relationships. Um, so, th- so those are traits I would look for um, when sort of identifying it. Of course, there are other reasons people might have those traits. So it's more the cluster of those things coming together rather than one particular thing that would point to narcissism. Yeah, absolutely. And I've also, maybe this is just a myth going around, but I've also heard that with narcissistic people, they tend to mirror what they're doing. So if they do something wrong and they tend to mirror it and blame it on you, is that part of gaslighting or how would you describe that? Yeah, they they do do that. It's it's different from gaslighting. Sometimes we call that projection. Um, there, there's often, I mean, everybody engages in some level of projection, right. but with narcissists, um, uh, they will often, <clears throat> excuse me, accuse people of making, doing the things they're doing, lying, focusing on themselves. They will shift, you know, if you say this to someone, you know, that's really narcissistic or selfish. It's your narcissistic, you're selfish. Why would you say that to me? So there's a lot of deflecting um, of their negative traits or behaviors or things that they're doing that maybe other people wouldn't approve of. They sort of deflect it back. Uh, to the other person because they cannot n- narcissists are very shame sensitive whether we realize that or not and they just cannot be seen um as doing anything wrong and so everything sort of bounces off of them and back to the other person so that what you're talking about is a, a, a also a very common experience with narcissists particularly in conflict with a narcissist you will find that that shows up interesting very interesting and then one last question what would be your number one piece of advice for maybe that's someone that has a relationship with a narcissist or is in in close contact with a narcissist, what would you recommend for this person? Um, I think that, uh, you know, obviously the first thing would be, um, you know, being honest or with yourself about that that's what you're dealing with. Um, It's really hard sometimes, especially if it's a close family member or partner or friend um, to admit that. And then, uh, the, the biggest piece of advice I would have is to do what you need to do to take care of yourself. And that that um, looks different for everybody. It could mean distancing yourself from the person. It could be uh, gray rocking, you know, where you don't give them any emotional content that they can use as, you know, supply. It could be just creating stronger boundaries, but do whatever you need to do um, 
in, in your life to, to keep yourself emotionally safe. Uh, and for some people, you know, financially or physically safe, if it's a partner or spouse and, and also a good therapist that is familiar with narcissistic abuse, um, is absolutely key, um, for people that are dealing with, with a narcissist in their lives, uh, because the damage can be subtle. Um, and, but it, it's a sort of a slow burn over time. So the longer you know someone, the more you're going to feel the impact of that. So a therapist is really important in my opinion. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on here today and sharing all of this information with Unwiring Minds. I think everybody had a lot to learn from you today. And I appreciate that you shared both what it what it is and how we identify it. Because the thing is, most people, like you said, it might be easy to find that trait, but then actually processing it and realizing, hey, like this is the reality that I live in and this is what I'm facing right now is hard. And I think that it's it's admirable to have someone like you share this and let people, the audience, I hope that if they're in the situation, they sort of take this in and say, this is a moment to take action and get started with taking care of myself. And because I may be surrounded by a narcissist or maybe as a narcissist, they're like, wait a minute, I need to process what just right. realized right now so yes. thank you for coming on here today and to Absolutely. the i'll see you next time